okay, I have a new challenge for us this month, August. Let's spend less time sitting at our desk and more time outside soaking up the sun. Let me explain. It starts with bringing AI-powered tools like HubSpot CRM into your workflow because the latest research says that employees who use AI are already cutting time spent on manual tasks, things like pulling reports or summarizing data. They are cutting that time in half from five to two and a half hours per day. You heard that right. And that adds up to almost four weeks a year. So you can do the math. Just saying that gives me this instant surge of energy. HubSpot's AI power tools can help you work smarter, not harder, by streamlining how you do business from research and strategy to content creation and optimization. Things like ChatSpot and Content Assistant are baked right into your HubSpot CRM, so you can whip up reports, get copy inspiration, pull data summaries, and much more with just a simple chat command. Tap into HubSpot to stop staring at your screen and start enjoying your summer PTO. Learn more and get started today at HubSpot.com. You're listening to Side Hustle Pro, the podcast that teaches you to build and grow your side hustle from passion project to profitable business. And I'm your host, Nikayla Matthews-Akome. So let's get started. Hey, hey, friends. Welcome, welcome back to the show. It's Nakayla here. And today in the guest chair, I have Jacqueline Rogers, the founder of Green Top Gifts. Today's episode is actually an update episode because Jacqueline was in the guest chair back in October 2020, episode 221. So go back and listen to that to hear all about how she started Green Top Gifts as a side hustle and scaled it to her full time business. So now today we are going to take it from there and learn about what's been going on since then, how she was able to scale Green Top Gifts to be in Target stores and so much more. And a little bit more background on Jacqueline. So backed by her 14 years of consumer packaged goods experience, Jacqueline Rogers founded Green Top Gifts with a purpose to create products that represent what the holidays look like for black and brown families. Jacqueline and Green Top Gifts have been leading the charge of diversity in classic holiday imagery and have gone on to be recognized as one of the 22 2021 Google for Startups Black Founders Fund recipients, a 2021 FedEx Small Business Grant winner, and an NFL PA playmaker. Since its launch, Green Top Gifts has received notable media attention from numerous outlets, including Essence, O, The Oprah Magazine, Good Housekeeping, and People. Jacqueline embarked on her entrepreneurial journey in order to add much needed diversity and representation to consumer goods. And she uses Clark Atlanta University's model daily of find a way or make one as she continues to grow her company. She holds a BA in business administration from Clark Atlanta University, and she currently serves as a mentor for Atlanta Tech Stars. She's married to Sean Rogers, and together they have an eight-year-old son and four-year-old daughter. And we talk all about how she juggles being a full-time mom, wife, and entrepreneur in today's episode. So let's get into it. All right, all right, all right. Jackie, welcome, welcome back to the guest chair. Thank you so much for being here again. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Yes, I'm excited to have you. You know what? A lot of times I have people on the show and then they blow up and (laughs) I'm like, wait, I need to know how this all happened. So 
This is why we have update episodes, because at the time we chatted, it was October 2020. So much has happened since then. So let's chat about it. First of all, you are the queen of grant competitions. Every single day, I feel like you're posting about another program you're a part of. So tell the people, uh, what grant programs did you apply for, when, and how did they help your business? I think I've applied for all of them. (laughs) (laughs) It seems like it. (laughs) And I got a lot of no's. I got a lot of no's. Mm -hmm. And we also got uh, a couple of chicks. Uh, We received over $250,000 in grants for Green Top. And so... The best and exciting thing about it is, for the most part, it's not diluted funding. You got to pay some taxes. But other than that, uh, they've been wonderful. They've been great partners. They've led to bigger opportunities. This is the last time we talked. I don't know what was new and what was not. First one being uh, Google Founders Academy, uh, which is a program I was a part of, and they have the Google Black Founders Fund. And what's the difference between the Google Founders Academy and the Google Black Founders Fund? The Founders Academy is a six-month process. It may be different now. And that is kind of an accelerator program where you're with people of all different types of business, some tech, some CPG, some healthcare. And from that, they put us in pods. We did everything from how to sell, how to pitch, negotiation, um, understanding Google properties and how they can help your business. And then after that, you can apply for the Google Black Founders Fund. Black Founders Fund is a opportunity, a grant that is $100,000 worth of non-dilutive funding um, given to recipients that have been a part of other Google programs and accelerators. So I'm happy to say I'm in that number and thankful for Google and their partnership. <laughs> and um, for anyone who doesn't know, what is non-diluted funding? That's where you don't have to pay it back. They get no equity Ooh. in your company. <laughs> they get no stake. It is free cash, no strings attached. Um, in addition it. to that, <laughs> FedEx Business Grant has been a great partner for us as a small business grant winner. That one's yearly. People can apply for that one. Um, we are part of the New Voices family. We've done two accelerated programs with them. One was a JP Morgan Banking Boot Camp, which was a great program. And then also got to be part of an accelerator program, oh, sorry, excuse me, a Target Accelerator Pitch with Essence and New Voices. Um, and they're a great nice. partner as well. So those are a few. Um, I'm probably missing one. Boss Women Media has done one that's given me a grant or two. So there's lots of free money out there. I think it's just applying, tweaking your pitch and apply again. We're going to be listing all of those out and linking to them, you guys, so you can apply for that. And um, how did that help Greentop specifically? It has helped. The funding is amazing, but the network is even more important. Um, It has opened our network to resources, people, introductions that have been so impactful for the business, meeting other fellow entrepreneurs, having a tribe of other women-owned, mom-owned, or just entrepreneurs in general that may be in your same field or may not be. And I think it's always great talking to entrepreneurs that are not because you can learn so much from them as well. Um, And so really just building your network and your community because entrepreneurship can be very lonely. Oh, yeah. And the accelerator programs, you can do a whole lot. I always say, you know, Black women are, you know, say we're over accelerated, underfunded, right? They're gonna they're gonna give us all those loops to jump. All the accelerators, <laughs> right? Um, but the gold of it is, in addition to the money, it needs to be worth your time. And does it open new doors and have access for you? And if it doesn't, it may not be worth your time. Got it. I love that quote. You know, over accelerated, underfunded, because okay. that is. Listen, I give a lot of side eyes to people who reach out and want me to share their um, accelerator on the show, and it's like I am tired of these zero dollar opportunities. 
sometimes right. they can be helpful, like you said, the network and the resources, but you really, really have to see what's going on out here. And again, I ask these big companies, why not some cash? <laughs> Right. The they're resources. all not created equal. They're they're not. Right. And you really need to look at like the time frames, what the commitment is to you, read the fine print because these corporations make millions, billions of dollars and mm-hmm. the checks they're writing can sometimes be tiny when they can yeah. write so much more and do so much more for women. And some right. are more authentic about supporting black women and than others are. So. Absolutely. So we'll be putting together a resource on that, you guys. So look out for that. And The final piece of this I want to know is what tips do you have for side hustlers or entrepreneurs who are applying for these grants? You said you've gotten a lot of rejections and obviously some uh, you've won some. So what did you learn to really make you more of a top candidate for them? I would say it is keeping all your answers. I have like a little spreadsheet, a a little note where I keep all the answers and it helps you apply faster because you already kind of have a base for it. It makes the application go quickly, quickly. Um, Retooling your story as you as your business grows, as you get new opportunities, as your numbers and projections change in a positive light, hopefully um, your story changes. And so you want to make sure you're updating it. And if it's not working, go back and how can I change this and how can it be an authentic way that connects with the people that are picking the winners or the judges. So I think those are the most important things and not being upset with getting a no. I've gotten a lot of no's. So just roll with it. If, if it's for you, it's for you and keep applying and retooling your story. Speaking of story and things changing in your business. So the last time we spoke again, October, 2020, episode 221, you guys, you chatted about the business, how it began with your love of stationery. You were moving into apparel. What is the full product suite these days for Green Top Gifts? So we have gift wrap, we have gift bags, we have apparel, stickers, coffee mugs. I would say gift, apparel, and home decor. But a little bit of everything. It seems to be growing right. and expanding um, as our customers have requests and needs. We can't fulfill them all. They have to be make business sense for us in our margins. But we do try um, to continue to expand into other things outside of Christmas. So baby showers and birthday products. So we have some everyday product um, and some new things that are launching this year with the NFLPA and with Nickelodeon. Ooh, that is exciting. I was very excited to see when you expanded to the birthdays with the gift yes. bags for, you know, the little girls, little boys. I love that. And I, um, I'm i wondering how big is your team these days to support those expansions? Our team is about eight people that are between contractors, full-time, me and a few others and legal, our fulfillment, um, our graphic designers, and our illustrators and then the team that kind of helps me drop the emails for marketing that you get. So uh, it's a it's a small but mighty team and looking to how we can always grow it as these new opportunities present themselves and right. we get new manufacturers. So, yeah, I was not expecting you to say eight, actually. So that's definitely <laughs> small but mighty. And you've had some shakeups in fulfillment when you first began. The last time we spoke, you were on your fourth, but I think you'd returned to your fulfillment partner after thinking you saw greener pastures, right? Yes. So what's that process been like since we last chatted? Uh, fulfillment's been chugging along smoothly. We've expanded also into Amazon, which brings new fun and new challenges. But we're happy where we are. And it's a Black fulfillment company that's working well for us. And, you know, it's challenges you learn along the way. 
And I've learned a lot, bumps and bruises through fulfillment. And I feel like we're on the other side of that now. But there's always, you know, holidays are the thick of it. Everybody wants their product and they want it immediately. And there's things where you ship it and it may not get scanned. And then they're sending you a nasty email. So for the most part, everybody's happy. There's one or two people where stuff gets lost and you chalk it up. Like, you know, we do what we can. We'll we'll do what we can to make it right. And we want our Mm -hmm. customers happy. But some things are just out of your control. Of course. I understand during the pandemic, there was a time when you had a whole shipment just stuck, right? And, and you know, you had customers just bad-mouthing you, leaving poor ratings. How did you get through that time so that you have good reviews when people go to look up your company and you don't lose potential customers? Yeah, we had a whole pallet of product that we gave to a shipping, a large shipping company, you know, and that pallet, <laughs> it, never got, it never got scanned. It just sat there and we realized that like a week and a half later, like the orders are not moving. And then by that time, the customer's like, okay, we're on week two, what's happening? Um, it's over communicating with the customer. It's explaining what the issue is. Some receive it. Others are going to say, I tried to support your little black business. <laughs> um, and, you know, Amazon delivers my stuff late sometimes too, but I keep on ordering. Or it just um, goes missing. Just, or it goes missing. And I think people forget yep. that. They expect and put us at a higher standard. And so I, as a person who does a lot of online shopping, I understand that. And we try to over-communicate, give them all the details we can, refill the order, get it to them in a timely manner as we can, offer them a code for the next time. Sometimes we'll throw in a few extra items to make it right. Um, but at the end of the day, the, the goal is for them to be happy. And sometimes there's always somebody that's not happy and you did the best that you can. But our percentage rate of that is extremely small. Good, good. I, I mean, I knew that. Come on, you guys. But yeah, I know that's a tough situation to deal with. And I just admire all of you guys who were just out there dealing with all of this during the pandemic. It was just stressful. It can be stressful. Some customers make it even more stressful. Customers. All right. When we left off in 2020, it's funny if you you guys go back and listen, we talked about you had just visited Target for the first time, the headquarters and had a meeting about getting into the store and you you weren't quite ready yet, right? You didn't make the cut that year. What changed between then and now? What did you have to do to get ready and get into Target stores? A lot of work and a praying grandmother, okay? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I would say the first thing is understanding that retail is not overnight. For some people, Mm -hmm. magically, it can be. Um, But for most people, it is. there are a lot of steps to take from an idea to a product, to getting that product on a resale shelf. And the persistence, working with our broker, meetings, telling our story, why our product was unique, and how we were filling a void. All of those things over time, understanding how and when the store is reset, it's a calendar year. So your product may reset in July. And then if you go in then or August, they're going to tell you you've missed the cutoff. So wow. um, it's understanding and knowing those calendars and knowing the buyers and having a product that fits, fills a void. Um, and Green Top definitely does that. And we were, after meeting with them at the top of 2020 and going in for meetings, our product was in store for for fall of 2022 and it was uh exciting and surreal and awesome and it made it legit for my kids you know they've seen our (laughs) business they've seen our warehouse we've had some cool opportunities but like seeing our business on the shelf was like the real deal for them like they finally believe mommy has a job right (laughs) oh yeah like you're legit mommy you're in target 
Yeah. So yeah. what happens after that? I'm always curious. I, I saw that you would, you know, go to some stores, fix up a little bit of the displays. People were doing that for you. What do you do after you get into Target to maintain that presence and maintain a successful relationship? That's the beginning is just getting in the store, right? Okay. You know, people think, oh, yep. once you're in store, you've made it. No, you need people to go into the store and buy it. Yes. And thankfully, our customers bought it. We had an excellent sell-through rate and we surpassed the goal that Target had for us. And it sold really well. And the stores that we were in, we were really excited about that. And our customers and my friends and aunties and my mama were standing <laughs> in the store, fixing the shelf to make it look pretty when someone else came in or moving things that didn't belong there that were not in the right section. Um, but that's the most important part is it's not about getting on the shelf. It's about selling off the shelf because they don't want products just to sit on the shelf. They want customers to come in and buy it and want it. So, right. yeah, that that's where the fun starts. Yeah. And it's such a thing of pride when I see a brand that I know on the shelf and I'm like, oh, my God, like I you do you get that? Like people feel like I knew them when like, <laughs> yeah, like, I, <laughs> I get excited when my friends have businesses that are retail. I, like I text them the other day. I was like, I'm fixing your end cap. I'm fixing the stuff, you know, because you want it to look good. So when the customer comes in, they see it, they can find it and they have a pleasing experience. And so, yeah, I have friends that definitely were sending me photos like we don't have it in Detroit or there's only one left or I came and they pulled it out of the back for me. I'm like, y'all are better than any, any company I could have hired. So yep, I'm, I'm grateful for shows. anybody, anybody that straightened the end cap for us during the holidays. Thank you. We appreciate you very much, very much. So I want to talk about competition and I want to talk about imitation and whether it really is flattery. <laughs> when you started out, you were creating clearance clause because there was a void in the retail space, right? We were not seeing Black Santas. We were not seeing the products that we needed. And now we're actually seeing more of it, which some would say is a good thing. But how do you as a brand deal with that or look at that? I always say first, imitation is the biggest form of flattery, right? Yes, um, yes. And everyone has a passion and a vision and their story. And there are no one was doing it when we started. No one. And then all of a sudden, now everybody said it didn't exist after we started. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, I think what makes us unique when mm -hmm. we look at the competition is the first thing is, our products and our characters, uh, quality over quantity. And we make sure that we have quality products. Um, as a mother of two small children of color, I am very aware of how important it is for them to see themselves and the self-representation. And we talk a lot about flat yellow hair or why I can't have my hair look this way or why would my hair do this or why is their skin like this? So why don't I have freckles or whatever the thing is? Um, mm -hmm. And so making sure that they have a source of self-pride and understanding that they are important and beautiful. We talk about it a lot. The books we read, television shows, we really, really are authentic about how we communicate that with my children. And other parents are too. And so as a mom, I think, and a business owner, a lot of times the buyers in retail aren't aware of that. And so mm -hmm. bringing them my knowledge and understanding of that as a mother and knowing what customers are looking for. Um, and I think it's also too, in entrepreneurship, you know, you get on the bread aisle, there's so many different options of bread. You get on the deodorant aisle, toothpaste aisle. It's about having your blinders on and focusing on your brand and what makes it unique as a business owner. Because you can look at other things and things people are doing and be like, oh, that's awesome. I wish we had that. Um, but I think it's staying focused on what your mission and your values are for your brand. It's the most important thing. And putting in the work, I think those are all 
the things that make the magic sauce. Oh, yeah. And I'm so glad you mentioned that because we often forget that, yeah, there are a million brands of toothpaste and we know the one we want and all of those brands are doing well. You know what I mean? Like, but sometimes you can just feel, especially as a small business or especially as a black owned business, sometimes we let things like that deter us. Like, oh, there's yes. already one. Oh, they got into Target. I can't do it too. Put those blinders on. Keep going. Yes, for certain. How do you handle people who compare you on price to other copycats who might be selling uh, lower quality for less? I'm all about quality. I'm a stationary snob. I make sure that the products we sell are products that I want to consume and use. And so I always want to make sure that they have a pleasant experience. They feel with joy and they buy a product and they know they're getting quality for the amount they're paying. Um, and I also know that every customer is not my customer. Oh, yeah. And I have to be OK with that. Um, if you want to buy your paper from the dollar store, I understand that they have bags for a dollar there. They have wrapping paper and you will get the artwork and the design that you pay for. And I hope that you love it and you immensely continue to buy it. And if it's not for you, it's not for you. But you don't have to come in the comments on my page and talk about it. It's so expensive. You really don't have to let me know. <laughs> it's, it's okay. I am it's very well necessary. aware they sell it for a dollar or maybe a dollar twenty-five or a dollar three. I'm very well aware. Right. You don't have to tell me. Um, and I know that our customers, when they buy it, they know it's thick. They comment. They send us reviews mm -hmm. about how great it is. And so um, I'm not going to skimp on quality and sell something that is poor quality at all. So yeah, that's what I think the difference is. So I'm learning that. I think a lot of times entrepreneurship, we try to make every person our customer, and we get we want oh, everyone yeah. to be. Everybody's not your customer. Oh, yeah. That's it right there. And I'm glad you mentioned that because quality is a real thing, you guys. I know you guys know this when you wrap a gift and it rips as soon as you like fold it over the gift or as soon as you like pull tape off. I know you see the difference. So you buy a bag and the bottom of that bag fall apart. Right, falls out. <laughs> the strings come out. I know you know the difference between dollar store bags. Mm -hmm. So stay out of Jackie's comments, please. <laughs> but I know it's not y'all. You would never. Y'all would never. You. So thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> the Product Boss, hosted by Jacqueline Snyder and Mina Kunlositep, is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Take your physical product sales and strategy to the next level to create your dream life with hosts Jacqueline and Mina as they deliver a workshop-style strategy hour of social media and marketing strategies so you can up-level as the boss of your business. So I just finished listening to their latest episode. It's called Keep Your Day Job, Grow Your Product-Based Business, and it's all about how to maintain your full-time job while growing your product-based business on the side. So of course, I know you side hustlers are interested in this, and it's a really good episode, 20-minute listen. So definitely check it out. Listen to The Product Boss wherever you get your podcasts. Let's talk a little bit about the entrepreneurship path because you had a long career in CPG before you went full-time with Green Top in February 2020. Now, how has that shift been? You know, it's not only an actual physical shift, but it's also a mental shift going from defining yourself one way to being an entrepreneur, you know, quote unquote. Um, it has definitely been a shift. It was a very hard jump to make leaving my mm -hmm. corporate career to entrepreneurship. The only regret that I have is I didn't do it sooner. But yeah, I, I have no regrets about it. Leaving a check, insurance, a company car, all those things are hard to do, healthcare. Yeah. And so 
it is not lost on me at all that I am married and have a partner who has a full-time job with benefits. And I do understand that there are solo entrepreneurs that do not have that option when they are deciding to leave their corporate career, or they may not have a company bonus they're using to jumpstart that. And so it is not lost on me at all. I always like to make sure that is known that there was someone else in my household who had insurance and we can sustain mm-hmm. while I try this out for a little bit. But he definitely encouraged and supported and wanted me to leave my corporate job to work on Green Top full time. So um, it is definitely a, a scary jump to make. You have to make it when it makes sense in both senses of the word for you. And it's okay to do it too at the same time. There is nothing wrong with the side hustle. I think you should do both as long as you can. So the, if HR is not calling you, keep on keeping on. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that's all right. Because once HR gets wind and you don't want to be on their radar, <laughs> you don't, don't want to be on their radar. You want to fall mm-hmm. right on that radar. You did mention that you you would have done it sooner, and I'm curious though. You know, a few years out, if there's anything you would have done differently as you led up to that decision and and that actual quit date. Um, I would have invested probably more in hiring other people to help me grow faster. Um, And I would have never moved to that fulfillment company that I hated that I talked about last time. Those are probably (laughs) the main things. Um, But I do believe like if you have an idea and it makes sense and you think you can make it work, like I think you should Mm -hmm. try it. Like don't be fearful Mm -hmm. of it. Like don't think, oh, somebody else is doing this. But if you've done the research and there's a void, I think you should try it. Yes. Let's talk a little bit about running a business as a mom and a wife. When you started the business, it was very much inspired <laughs> inspired by your son. What was that jump like from one to two kids? I talked about this recently. Is this on the jump from one to two is hard, okay? One is easy, right? One is like, this is a good thing. Why would we mess this up? We got one kid, things are great. When you have a child, and then you are pregnant with another child, you cannot sit down and eat bonbons like you did the first time, okay? You have a human that you're chasing after if they're young, right? That is hard. That is really, really hard. Uh, so for me, that and then my second kid is a no-limit soldier, okay? She beats to her, <laughs> she beats to her own drum. It's never a dull moment, but she's awesome. I can't imagine my life without her, but Two is different. Two is very different. They're good now, but there were some parts where it was a little hairy. But yeah, that, it, it can be tough. It can be tough. It can You're be one of the, um, I don't know if it's because, uh, you know, your daughter is a no limit soldier or what, but I've heard you talk about the fact that one was easy. You made me feel like a punk because I was like, one was easy. <laughs> what do you mean by easy? How are you running your side hustle, doing your job and parenting and, and being a mom and wife? still making time for yourselves and each other with one? Well, I first start always with the village. We have a village of community people that, you know, when we were in North Carolina, we had family, we moved to Atlanta, now we have babysitters and a little family. Um, but with one kid, it's just different. Getting two out the house in the morning, dressed and ready for carpool is like a whole nother circus, okay? Yeah. Um, and then it's the age difference. You know, one can put mm-hmm. on their shoes, the other one's got them on the wrong feet. I can't find my socks. I can't get my coat on by myself. So I think it's like going back to those stages of like, 
needing their their independence is gone. They don't have it yet. So where one can do anything, he can fix both of them breakfast and the other one will cereal, you know, and the other one's like, I can't pour a cup of milk without making a mess. So it's like retraining your brain. Like, oh, I have to help this person figure things out. They need more help than this other person does. (laughs) Um, So for me, that was kind of, and then one that can hold, you know, they can hold their bladder longer than the other. That makes things fun when you're out in public. So yeah. How did you find your stride? Because things started to ramp up with Green Top. So how did you find your stride? Um, asking for help. Uh, leaning on your spouse. Being okay with it not being done perfectly, but it being done. And letting go of mommy guilt. Mommy guilt yes. will creep in and yes. mess with you. You have to let it go. Like You do what you can get done. Everybody made it to bed. No one's bleeding or dying. It was a good day. Mm-hmm. You have an acronym that you like to use. Are you comfortable sharing it with the... <laughs> With the side of the pro audience. <laughs> FDK. Okay. F them kids. Okay. I, you know, I, I say that a lot because I'm a good mother. I'm a great mother. Okay. I know that. I pour into my kids. I give them everything I have. But to be a good mother, you have to say, you have to look at yourself and say, F them kids and make time for yourself. <laughs> okay. It's very important. Even if it's yes. just sitting in the car by yourself for 10 minutes. For some people, it may be, I'm going to call a cleaning lady. For some people, it may be, I'm going to go to the spa. Some people might be like, I'm going to the Holiday Inn and sit in that room and listen to the air conditioning hum for 45 minutes by myself. <laughs> Whatever it is, take a moment for you. If it's just meditation right. in the car, if that's the only way you can escape and get away from your kids, right. do it for yourself. FDK. Yes. Yes. That's my FDK, y'all. My see mantra. why I follow her? You see why I DM her for advice? <laughs> See why she's one of the moms she rose. I'm working to get to your level, okay, with that. It takes uh, time. It takes time. I was talking to my mom the other day. Some people don't even want to leave their kids with a babysitter. I get it. But for me, I'm like, I'm not good and I'm not whole if I'm not fulfilling myself and taking care of me. Yes. I can't be a good parent. And so you got to make time for yourself. It can't be right. you shaving off yourself for everybody else. I know you do non-seasonal items as well, but the bulk of your business is happening around the holiday season, right? Specifically yes. like the, you know, December timeframe. So walk us through like what that looks like for you in your year, the ebbs and flows of when it's really busy, when you're looking at product, when you're just getting things ready for the holiday, what that looks like after and leading up to it. So now things have kind of slow down a little bit. It's Chinese New Year. So a lot of our manufacturers are are on vacation. So we're kind of in a holding pattern for right now, but we're working feverishly on Christmas 2023 and 2024. So it's nonstop. The production cycles, manufacturing of products, shipping it um, domestic or importing it is nonstop because the deadlines for a holiday are really early. So where you may see it in your stores in October and you think, man, it's not even Halloween and they have Christmas up. Those manufacturers and companies like Green Top are working on it in January, in October for the previous year. So, yeah, it's uh, it's nonstop. Um, I think now it's kind of it's a little slower, but it's it's still moving. And then we've got some other things that we work on throughout the year and prep. And then by the time it hits the shelves, it's done for for the season. By the time you're looking about buying it, we're done with it. Like it is ready to be shipped to you. And then after the 15th of December, all the right to consumer products are pretty much done because it has to get you by Christmas. And so it's basically in store from that point or if you're buying on Amazon. How do you approach marketing your business these days? I'm I'm on your email list and I feel like I've noticed the uptick in emails. Like you have a new- Are we getting on your nerves yet? 
<laughs> no, not yet, not yet. But but that's because you know I'm different. I'm studying it from a different lens. I'm looking yes. at it, you know, from a different lens. Like, oh, okay, I see this timing. What has changed in terms of the team that's behind that to power the marketing and how you approach it all? One, thank you for noticing, too, as a student, I'm always reading and signing up for newsletters as well to see how and what people do (laughs) in time and everything. Yeah. So if you have a small business and you're not doing that, like, why? Um, But for me, I could only write and send them so quickly and I needed to focus on other things and product creation. And so um, hiring someone to assist with writing those emails, I'm approving everything you read. And making sure the copy and it, it speaks to our brand, our brand voice is there. But definitely um, hiring people that are great at what they do and who can help you grow your business even faster. Um, and making sure that we're talking to our customers year round, not just during the holiday season. So keeping them engaged right. is really important because you can't wait until December to be like, hey, we're back. It's a little yeah. too late. <laughs> Remember us. <laughs> Before we jump into the lightning round, I'd love to touch on the financial piece of this as well. So obviously you've won some grants. You've been able to invest in your business this way. But what does it look like from a standpoint of paying yourself of being in the red versus in the black these days as you scale up and have to invest so much more? What's the financial piece like? Yeah. So uh, small business is hard. You're competing against so many brands, big and small. And in addition to competing against other small businesses, they're big, mighty machines that are now like, oh, Black Santa's cool. Um, And so it is how do we market and stay top of mind for customers and compete when everyone is throwing a link and a code at you on social platforms. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the main thing for us is just being really authentic about how we go about doing it. Let our customers and the stories and their connections with the products and their family traditions really speak for themselves. Um, But it ain't cheap. Okay. Um, when we started, we definitely self-funded and bootstrapped and ran the business on our own. We haven't taken on any outside investment other than one friends and family round. Um, but as we continue to grow and scale and look at new partnerships and new opportunities, it requires a lot of capital. And so there may be a time soon where we might take on some investment. But understanding that, you know, when, when black businesses take on investment or they scale up, there's, oh, they sold out, they did all these things and people have all these assumptions. But until you start to run your own business, you look at it through a different lens and you congratulate those people oh, when yeah. they get that funding and when they scale on it, grow. But, you know, I always joke around when I'm with friends that have small businesses when things are tough and I'm like, start a small business, they say. It'll be fun, they say. <laughs> Um, but not to say to scare people away from it, but to have thick skin and know that it is, Mm -hmm. it is not cheap and it is not easy. Um, but it's very rewarding and fun and, and, um, and emotional roller coasters for certain. And, you know, one of my favorite parts of this path is definitely the flexibility, especially when Mm -hmm. being a mom. I mean, it's, it's something that can't be taken for granted. What, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I just feel that it, it almost is more valuable than money to me sometimes. Oh, for certain, having the flexibility where I can, if I'm like the room parent for both of my kids' rooms, I probably won't do that again at the same time. But um, it allows me the flexibility that if I want to block off my calendar and go to a school play or go have lunch with my son, I can do that. I have that flexibility. Do I work later in the night? Yes. Do I check emails earlier in the morning? Yes. But, yeah. you know, also as a small business owner, you're not just working 40 hour weeks, you're doing stuff all times of the day and night. So you just have the yeah. ability to move your calendar for your schedule and not being required to clock in or clock out or tell somebody or take PTO. Right. So it is a, a gift that I am grateful for and thankful for. Um, but it doesn't come cheap, obviously. So, yeah. So 
I want to know, what's your vision for Green Top? You talked a little bit about taking on investment long term. What's your vision? Where, where do you see the company going? I have so many ideas and things that I want to bring to life. We are nowhere near done making it a household name like Disney, um, but making sure that oh, there's yeah. representation that children see themselves and all kids can see and connect with our products and continue to grow and scale and tell the stories of our multicultural society in a very authentic way. I love it. And I can't wait. I can't wait till that's our reality. So now let's jump into the lightning round. You've done one of these before, so I'm excited to see how your answers have shifted. The questions have been tweaked a little bit. So are you ready? I think I'm ready. (laughs) All right. Number one, what's a resource, not Google, that has helped you in your business that you can share with the Side Hustle Pro audience? I would say the community of other women in business. So the accelerated programs, those people that I've met and connected with, they have bought software, tried programs, tried things, and they have a wealth of knowledge. So network with your community of entrepreneurs. Number two, who is a Black woman entrepreneur who you would want to switch places with for a day and why? Melissa Bradley. She's a celebrity to me. Um, If you don't know who she is, you have to Google her. Um, She does a little bit of everything. Entrepreneur. She is connected with every grant accelerator program. Her business is to help Black people be the new majority. And she has a company and a program called 1863 Ventures. And I've been a part of their accelerator programs. And she's a wealth of knowledge. And she's always willing to help and reach out. And so uh, Melissa is the person. I think she's a rock star. Number three, what's a non-negotiable part of your day these days? Lunch. I don't sacrifice it for much. Like lunch is my my have to. Um, I'm going to eat. I'm always eat. These people who like don't eat lunch. I don't know. You guys are aliens. I don't know what that's about. Um, <laughs> I got to eat. I have got to eat. Number four, what is a personal habit that you think helped you significantly as you're building your business? Most recently is I have cut back on social media and it has been so great for me. It's allowed me to think and be more creative and stop scrolling. It's helped with my productivity. Another business owner was telling me about it and I was like, man, I probably should cut back. And I have, and I have no regrets. Um, I check it for like 10 minutes in the, you know, midday and a little about 10 minutes, but night before bed, I'm not scrolling aimlessly like I was. And I feel like I can think and I have more energy and I'm not bogged down. It's so funny you should say that. I got to interrupt to say, yes, I've been doing the same thing. It started as like part of a fast with my church and Mm -hmm. yeah, like 30 minutes max a day trying to limit myself. And it's been so helpful because like scrolling on social media is a form of like avoiding hard tasks a lot of times. And you got to do the hard tasks to make make progress with your business. So finally, number five, um, what's your parting advice these days for fellow women entrepreneurs who want to take the leap, want to be their own boss, but are worried about losing that steady paycheck? If it makes sense in both sense of the words, do it. If you're qualified and you have the background and you're the pedigree, you'll always get another job. You'll always get another job. And with that, you guys, there you have it. Where can people connect with you and Green Top Gifts after this episode? If you're really bored, you can connect with me on social. I'm not there much these days, but I do check in. <laughs> um, I pack lunches. It's my kids hazing me. Um, and that's most <laughs> of it. <laughs> and that is <laughs> Snacks with Jack. 
um, on Instagram and Twitter, which I'm really on there. Um, and to connect with Green Top, you can connect with us on all social platforms, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Green Top Gifts. Vanessa, and our website is greentopgifts.com. You can sign up for our newsletter and check out those new emails and marketing that you so graciously yes. <laughs> plugged for me. Thank you. Um, and that's it. Keep you in the know. And if you really want to know, you can also sign up for our text messages. All right. Thank you so much again, Jackie, for being in the guest chair. I thoroughly enjoyed this and I can't wait for everyone else, if they didn't know about Green Top before, to experience the magic, to get on the train and to start to buy Green Top Gifts products. Join the party. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Side Hustle Pro. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other side hustlers just like you to find the show. And if you want to hear more from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Side Hustle Pro. Plus, sign up for my six-foot Saturday newsletter at sidehustlepro.co slash newsletter. When you sign up, you will receive weekly nuggets from me, including what I'm up to, personal lessons, and my business tip of the week week. Again, that's sidehustlepro.co slash newsletter to sign up. Talk to you soon.